this is Women Rising, and this afternoon I'm here with Claire Francis. Claire, thank you very much for coming. Um, it's really nice to have you. Claire, you have been doing wonders at Loretta Convent, because that's where I know um, about your work. And I wanted everybody to hear what it is that you're doing in, in, in life right now, because you've left after so many years. Right, I, yeah. I want to know the, the whole, your whole journey, really, okay. with the Mind Space Project as well. I know you help yes. with that. And, um, and, and basically, you're helping children um, with your new company called Educate. Education, Ed, you, yeah. education. So education is an ed, Y-O-U-cation. And the idea is that we're bringing the you into learning and making things bespoke, making things about the individual and taking into account different learning styles and just the child as an individual. So you're a teacher. Tell me a bit about your background. So you went off to study. Yes. And what did you study? So my degree is in psychology. Okay. And then I did the PGC primary. I worked in a school in the UK in Southampton for three years. And then I spent 15 years teaching at Loretta Convent. And how was that? <laughs> Great. I mean, I went to Loretta myself. So obviously a very close connection to the school. Lots of the teachers are past pupils. Um, I've had, you know, my parents went to that school. My nieces and nephews went to that school. So it's very much, and I know you know this, because obviously you can relate completely. Yeah. Um, it's very like much a family, a family atmosphere. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, and obviously a massive part of my life. Yes. Um, so I was there 15 years. That's most, a long time. A long time. And yeah, what did you just have a form class or did... So for most, my first year was year five and then I taught year six for years. I think it was 12 years, yeah. Um, or 11 years, 11 years I taught year six. And then um, I was moved to year two, which was a massive change for me. Um, mm. Much younger children. And the last two years, I was actually the school senko. So right. that's um, special educational needs coordinator, which was always sort of where I dreamed I'd end up. But then during those two years, things have happened in my life. And yes. know, I, I've only, it was short-lived. I've only done that for two years. Yes. So your 15 years at Loretto, you loved them. You, you helped children. Did you see that children had a need for um, specialised yeah. teaching? Definitely. I mean, like I said, most of my years I was form tutor, but... Um, I'm very passionate about inclusion, yeah. very passionate about all children access and learning. I, I used to help the Senko at the time um, before she retired, so I used to shadow her and go and take some groups. Yeah. It's something I've always been keen on. You know, my summer jobs were stay and play. It's something I've always enjoyed. And my, I would say my probably my favourite part as a teacher was always the pastoral side. You know, I've always enjoyed building relationships with children. I think if you don't build a relationship, you're not going to get anywhere. They're not happy. You're yes. not going to get anywhere. So I, I really like the whole, you know, side to do with anxiety and emotional regulation and have a very particular interest in that. And especially with children yeah. or with adults as well? Both, both. Both. I mean, I think I'm more comfortable with children because it's what I'm used to. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, with adults as well. And now with your new business, well, you've decided you left Loretta. Yeah. Certain so, things happened to you and you decided that you needed a change of yeah. life. So what made you So it wasn't just one thing. I think I had quite a few, you know what happens? You have a few big changes in your life and then yes. you change direction. So I would say um, it started with divorce. So I divorced in 2019. Wow. Big um, thing. Yeah. yeah. So a big thing. Um as far as divorces go, it was quite straightforward, to be honest. It wasn't too too mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. But having been um, 39 at the time and had no children, for me personally, the years that led up to that and the years after that, there was a big 
um, sort of ticking clock in do you want a family or not. For me, that was the big deal with divorce, not so much right. in that marriage, but the, okay, you thought your life was headed in, in one direction. Um, you know, when I was 30, I was married. I had a three-bedroom flat, a mortgage, and I was pregnant, actually. And then I had a miscarriage. So I thought my life was going one way and I would stay in school until I retired. And suddenly I'm hit with, what do you want to do? Do you want to do this on your own? Do you want to just change direction completely? You know, I had to make sure that I yes. thought about it long and hard. Yes. So I think that was the first Turning big, point. Yeah. That was maybe the first big change in my life where I thought, okay, okay, you're going somewhere else. And I, I was at peace with it. Ups and downs, but at peace with it. But it, I suppose, made me braver in other areas. Um, along Alongside that, I had a friend battling cancer. I actually found out the night before my husband left, so that was perspective slaps you in the face and punches you in the gut, but changed my life. Changed my life because suddenly you're like, um, I don't know you've seen that meme where it says, um, why aren't we running to our dreams like we're set on fire? And I I used to sort of switch, well, for a long time, that's where I was at to the point that I was in fight or flight in hindsight. I see that I was in fight or flight. I, I didn't see it at the time, you know, it was like, okay, I divorced, but it's not a big deal, I can do this. Okay, I'm now teaching six-year-olds. I, I, it's not something I wanted to do, but they've, they've yes. changed me. I can do this. Um, I started my Senko course because I wanted to make sure I was qualified and had that done. I joined a gym, um, lost a lot of weight. And I thought from the outside, you everyone's like, wow, you know, you just really got everything together. You're doing really, really well. well. But, yes, but inside, it's yeah. another story. Yeah, well, I didn't really realise it, which is the danger. I think if you acknowledge how you feel, you can deal with it. But I didn't. I also mistakenly thought, I'm all right. Great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a year on, I had a panic attack. Um, I've always sort of experienced anxiety. So it's something I'm used to, something I I teach about, something I'm very open about, something I understand quite well. But I did not recognise it. I was used to a very different type. I was used to maybe, you know, going on a plane and experiencing that kind of fight or flight and being scared. I was used to different things, but not the, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm. I hadn't experienced that. And although I had maybe small sort of anxiety attacks, I suppose you call them, I'd never had a full-on blown panic attack. Mm. Um, And again, that changed things for me. It was very scary. I literally thought I was going to die. That was... Actually, August 2020. So it was after the whole lockdown thing. So again, these massive changes. The lockdown didn't help either. Massive changes. And just very shortly after these big changes, we were hit with COVID. Yes. um, Which as a teacher was very tough. Yes. Um, Yes, because you carried on school because... Exactly. Online. Yes. I remember. And so we were doing face-to-face teaching, but at first we didn't really know exactly what was going to work. So we had a very stressful time during that first COVID and then like I said I had that panic attack after because I think I'd held it together held it together so long with so many different things in my life um and then suddenly it was like boom collapse you can't do this anymore and that that changed yes and how do you get over that (laughs) it takes it takes time it takes time I I think because I've experienced anxiety before I knew a lot of what was happening in my brain what was happening in my body um so that helps but even if you know it, even if you're rational, it, it takes over. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot more meditating, a lot more sitting with my feelings, a lot more um, yoga, lots of different things to try and really... Switch you know, I went, off, in, switch I went off. in a bit more, I yes. suppose. 
And so you knew that then you're 39 and then maybe children might not be a possibility. Yeah. So this is another thing that made you want to help children yeah. so that you have children in your life. But actually, then Absolutely. you can have them back at the exactly. end of the day. Exactly. It's ideal. It's ideal. So, so it's ideal, yeah. See, I've always worked with children. I have seven nieces and nephews, friends of my children who are like nieces and nephews. I've been surrounded by kids all the time and I've always enjoyed working with children and sort of teenagers and that as well. So I did feel like I was quite full in that side. And I did come to the realization that, you know what? I think I'm quite happy now. I don't want to have kids now. Yeah. I maybe had wanted that one time. Yeah. But that I was at peace with that. And then, like I said, the whole perspective and COVID. And then very importantly, the second lockdown, because we had things sus then in terms of work. Yes. We knew what we, we, were, knew doing. What we were doing. Yeah, we mm. knew what we were doing. And I loved it. And anyone who knows me will say to you, Claire isn't someone who likes being at home. Mm. I like being out and about. I like being busy. I get cabin always fever. Walking. Always out. And I really liked it. And there is when I thought, hang on a minute. Yeah, I didn't want to go back to work. And I've never had that. I've always, obviously there are days we didn't go, yes, I don't want to work. of course, like everyone else. But yeah. yeah. In general, I've enjoyed my job. So it was very much like, that's when I started to think, Wait a minute. should you leave your job? Should you change what you're doing? What's yes. going on here? Um, and I realized it was the rat race. It was the having to prepare breakfast and prepare lunch and prepare your gym bag for after work and prepare this and get there on time and rush. and, and Every you know, day, yeah. I suddenly it's thought, too much. no, I don't want to do it anymore. And I put my house on the market. Gosh. <laughs> so so yeah. you sold your house. So and literally I put it on the market. It was on the market for a little while. And I thought, I'm going to not have a mortgage. I don't want a mortgage because that would give me freedom. I didn't know what I would do. Yeah. But I knew that I had, it would give me freedom. It would give me freedom. Let me take a sabbatical, year out, retire earlier, whatever. 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 And I put it in the market and you know, a few people came to see it. And then I, I remember vividly one day see, meditating in the morning and standing up and saying, I'm selling my house this week. And I had two offers that week and I sold it. And just under three weeks, I was out of the house. Like Amazing. From, from offer to the person moving in was a day Amazing. less than three weeks. Amazing. So it was very fast. Um, that was not this much, March 21. And I put an offer on a, a really nice flat, but much smaller. So instead of three bedrooms, it's one bedroom. Instead of sea views, you know, there's no views, um, but mortgage-free. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been at my parents. That, that apparently the house is going to be ready in November, December. Oh, so I, you're living with your parents am, at the moment yeah. until your house is ready. Exactly. Saving money. Wow. Um, so that was very tough, very grateful. You know, my parents have made things very easy for me. But it is tough being 40. Well, I was 41 last weekend, actually. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank I you. know, on the 18th, yeah. Being 40, being in your childhood bedroom. Yes. It's tricky. Yes, <laughs> you it regress. Is. You it regress. Is. It you is, know? but it's for all the right reasons. Yeah. And you, you, you can tell by talking to you that you know that. So, yeah. So tell me, um, Claire, how did you, so what the business that you're doing now, so you've decided to set this up on yeah. your own. Yeah. This That's education. Right. Yeah. And what is it about? So basically, when um, I first started thinking about this, it's kind of grown organically. It's changed to what started. Because I started, as you know, I have conversations with Claire. And yes. someone contacted me yes. via that. Right. Because they wanted me. It was the MBS. I don't know if you've heard of them. MBS. I've, I've seen it on your Facebook. Um, and they asked if I would be involved in an after-school wellbeing program for children. And this was via that Facebook mm. page that I have. Um, again, something that I decided to do randomly. But now I think nothing's random. Everything's on purpose, you know. Um, 
So when I started that, my idea was to maybe, I didn't have the name education yet, and my idea was to have groups of children to help them with things like emotional regulation, anxiety, the things I do in, mm. with MBS. And the things that you've been through. The things so I've been through. So you understand it yourself. Exactly. And when you talk to a child and say, is it like this and like this, you can see that their face yes. like, she gets it. Because mm. unless you've been through it. No, absolutely. You don't understand absolutely. it. It's yeah. one of those things. Um, so... That was how I started, and I was thinking more groups, also because financially it's more viable if you have groups. Um, and that was my idea to begin with. But that started changing slowly. So I also was very passionate about executive functioning skills. So the part of our brain that deals with those skills, and that's things like problem solving, time management, um, study skills, emotional regulation, all those things the children struggle with, that part of your brain is not fully developed until your early 20s. So children go out through the, the whole education and that part literally is not properly it's developed. Not there. And those skills do not get taught. They might get taught sort of via other things, by what you're doing, but they're not specifically taught. So I was quite passionate about doing that. And I approached a mom I knew, son's dyslexic, you know, can I start lessons with him, but with a difference? Yes, we'll do math, yes, we'll do English, but I want to do mind maps, I want to do use videos, I want to do different things. And yeah, that I started that, I kind of piloted that. And that went really well. I also in summer had some groups for maths, English, different age groups and realized, actually, I want this, I don't want this, I want this, I don't want that. Yeah, and so you had of, a better idea. Exactly. Of what, which way your path was headed. What I preferred and what the demand was. I'm Claire Francis from Education. That's Ed Y O U Cation, bringing the U into learning. Bespoke tutoring and consultancy for all your learning needs. Maths and English tuition, help with study skills, executive functioning, social skills and emotional regulation. Workshops for students and parents. Follow on Facebook and Instagram for ongoing information on services provided. So I've talked to other people in these talks about mental health. I, I talk to a lot of people about it and everyone says the same. The system is a mess. Yeah. It's failing a lot of people. And there are a lot, a lot of children who need help. Yeah. Is that what you agree with? Yes, is that what definitely, you think is definitely there there are a lot of children that need help and not enough help, not enough human resources. And um obviously there are children who um, their mental health issues are quite extreme and you know yeah. you need a psychologist or um some might need counselling, but there are some sort of Low level, low level anxiety, you know, stress with exams, stress mm. with um, COVID. COVID was trauma. People underestimate. People think trauma has been this massive thing. But trauma is something you're not prepared for. Yeah. Something unexpected. Something out of your control. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that we've all just been, been through trauma. Yes. Um, and you have a special part in your brain that has this memory for trauma. And as soon as any of those feelings are recreated, it all comes up. So as soon as you feel like something's out of your control or something's unexpected, your brain you doesn't know what it is. Your yeah. brain just knows, oh, there's that feeling again. And you and what do I do with start this? selling signals then, to the guard, adrenaline yeah. starts coming, it's fight, preparing you for fight or flight, but there's no one to fight. There's no one to escape from. And it's all coming from these situations. And I, with COVID, everyone sort of was expected to carry on. And I think we've seen a big... Um, you know, a lot of children suffering with anxiety and issues with mental health after that, even yeah. though they seemed fine. They yeah, don't, didn't yeah. really seem fine. They seemed ecstatic to be at home and on computers and stuff like that. But we, we don't yeah. realise how much those kind of things impact you and many other things that cause trauma. And I think now people are more 
um, willing to see that trauma isn't what we would have thought trauma is before, you know? Um, But we are seeing there is a big cry for that and there is a big demand. So a lot of my students, a lot of them have dyslexia, some have ADHD, um, some it's to do with social skills, they might go on the spectrum. Um, Some of them neurotypical, but quite anxious. Um, So yes, most of them are doing maths and English with regards to my afternoon sessions, but we have days where we we plan a timetable together. We plan of what things to do to calm down. You know how to help us cope with certain things. It's sort of a holistic approach, approach. To, to learning. To yeah. learning. And what do you do in the morning? I mean, because the children are in school, so. So I handed in my notice last year. I, I left this June. What was that like? <laughs> it's so liberating. Um, like I said, with in terms of work. To me, everything has seemed so aligned and so it was the meant right to thing be. To do, yes. Everything. I mean, in summer there was one particular day that I messed up on like four different things. I double booked someone. I thought someone was on holiday, but they were actually on holiday the other month. I messed up so many things, and everything worked out. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the day before someone who I double booked and didn't realize at the time cancelled. Then the person who I messaged just to say, did you want two sessions? It was just one. And I thought it was two days later. I said, it's actually tomorrow. And I thought, oh, thank goodness that that person cancelled. Yes. Then that person, the only reason I could fit them in was because I thought someone was on holiday. And they weren't. But that person fell asleep and didn't turn up. And it, is, it was things that you think, seriously? And like everything turned out. And it worked out. Everything worked out. Everything. And for me, that was such a, um, you know, it was really showing yes. me. Like, if you put it out there, if you just yeah. let it go and just imagine it all and give it to the universe and just do things spontaneously, they happen. They do. And my afternoon sessions are booked. They're all taken. I have no more afternoon wow. sessions available. They were taken. Obviously, I already had some children. Yeah. A lot of them want to come twice a week. Word of mouth. Yeah. I've had to turn people away with regards to sessions. So that worked out. Very well. And, and then in the morning? Mornings, I had lots what? of ideas. Yes. And I decided... Because mostly children, they're in school. Of course. So... Of course. So children in school. So I had different ideas. So um, I can tell you a bit about some ideas. So homeschooling was something that was there. I knew people homeschool oh, here yes. and abroad. I thought that's they something do. I could tap into. Yeah. Um, then I know with the Mindspace project, I think and maybe doing things with adults. I thought something I can help with. <coughs> do they um, do things with adults? Well, it's things that are coming up. Um, oh, but okay. I thought it was just a different idea. Yeah. Sort of in the air. Then... Um, I thought courses for parents. You get so many parents who want help with how my to child. understand their child. Exactly. So it could be behavior yeah. issues. It could be reading. It could be dyslexia. It could be anything, but different courses to help. If I can't take your child because I'm full, but at least I can give you the tools. Yes. And then you can go and do this. So I had lots of ideas um, and I was tutoring all summer. And when I stopped, I said, I'm not going to actually, I also thought private schools, they're more flexible in terms of me being able to go in. Mm. But I thought I'm not going to actually pursue any of it. I'm just going to give it time. And um, yesterday, someone who's been homeschooled has turned up. And that's the way I can see mornings going. Things are coming to me instead of me going there because there's so many different things. I don't want to get it wrong. So I Mm. thought I'm going to sit a little bit, focus on doing other things in the morning. I've been having to prep things for the afternoons, admin stuff, you know, the whole setting up the business. Um, And I've kind of let it go. And already something which has really interested me has, has um, come. Yeah. So I'm yeah, it's kind of organic. Be, it's meant to be and, yeah. it's, and it's all happening for you. Like you say, you put it out there. Exactly. You, what do my children say? You manifest You manifest, it. totally, totally. And, and, and things just come to that. you. So what is the most rewarding thing that you're doing? Um, for, for me, you? for me, it's, and, and that's been amazing this past year, the amount of messages from parents that I get 
um, to do with their children being happy. For me, the most rewarding thing is that children want to come to lessons. They mm. want to come to me. You know, parents like, can we, do you have another slot? You know, do you have it? Because they can't believe that they don't complain about it. Yeah. That they really want to come. And for me, that is amazing because job done. If yeah. they're happy to come and they're happy to learn, everything else will follow. So I just really like that that the children want to come and that they, they really enjoy it and that they're taking something from it. Of um, and then my work uh, with Mindspace Project and... Yeah, what, tell us about the Mindspace Project. Yeah, so I'm sure you one day I maybe do. you'll speak to them. Yes, um, I do. I'm, but, I'm, I'm Galad, Galadriel, Galadriel, yeah. Galadriel, I have and, been in and they started this up and um, there's many different things they do. But when I was introduced to them, it was because they have, they run some sessions called Fitness with a Difference. So they... They had some for four to seven-year-olds. When I started, that one wasn't in place. Then eight to 11-year-olds and 12 to 16-year-olds. They also have a storytelling session and they work with Snag. Um, and I got involved initially only with the eight to 11-year-olds, so my comfort zone, you know? Yes. And that's um, on a Friday. And they have <coughs> um, Alexa Donovan, Tony Gall, Tony Gall doing the um, fitness side of things. So they go and they do lots of team games, and you know, exercise is known to obviously help with their well-being. Yeah. So they do fitness, but also while they're doing that, you're, they're learning how to lose, <laughs> you know, how to not get upset with each other, yeah. and learn all these different skills. And then we go back and we have sort of like a little circle time. And I do lots of things on emotional regulation. So I might do things on growth mindset, might do things on anxiety, on anger. And it's always sort of a discussion. And um, then they'll have some activity normally it's crafty activity obviously mm. i'm quite conscious that some children are more able than others so i never want to involve a lot of writing there's always options on how they do that but it's fantastic because you kind of get the same children obviously there's always new ones but there are some children who have been going a long time and you really see the, the impact the difference in them yeah and you're able to say well you know this such a child and such a child really struggles with with failure so let's you know bring in these activities specifically yeah. for that and such and such is really struggling socially and they, and they respond you yeah. can see that yeah it's brilliant and it's just something outside of school something yeah. extra yeah and uh, and where do you do it clear outdoors so this is done it depends which session you go to there are mm. some sessions done by the boathouse or some in catholic community center and okay. um in commonwealth park they will do their sort of fitness side of things so it depends which session you know, they've got a so it's quite page easy and, and it's full that. i bet you it's full yeah there's one of those people can you sign up um there's quite a lot of volunteers who so are able to take quite a lot of children. So um, there's still, you know, there is still space, but it is, it is getting bigger and bigger, which is something they need, they're going to have to yes, do have a look at. So you tap in and out of that. But exactly. Where are you going with your education? So with education, um, it's sort of tutoring and consultancy. So, you know, they sort of asked me to go there as education. Yes, I'm part of their team, but mm. as that, they bring me in and, and I do my thing there. And um, all my tutoring, obviously, is education all after school and anything that starts happening in the mornings will be that so like yeah. i said people who are homeschooling and de developing packages to support them um very bespoke to the child and i'm really keen on hopefully after half term if not january in doing sort of workshops you know eight week workshops type thing on gcc age a level age study skills you know what is going on in your brain yeah what things do you need help with um you know your frontal lobes are developed so you need adults to be your frontal lobes and then inviting parents in and explaining this to them you know don't get frustrated what do you think um, the big problem is with children who are finding things hard in gym it, it varies is it everywhere it varies, just... it varies. And, and things in terms of study skills is quite general yeah you know, most children because like i said that side is just not taught 
You don't teach you like, oh, you have to study. How, yeah. do, how do you study? And you have children just reading, reading and writing notes. And some and children, going in. well, some children, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other children, hmm. waste of time. Hmm, they're all different. Waste of time. So, you know, I've had children where we've used props and we use things to trigger memories. And maybe mm. some children, I ask them questions and they have props and I film them. And then they go and they watch their videos because reading is very difficult. I also um, have children who really struggle with writing, very bright children. No, normally maybe dyslexic, very, very mm. bright, but struggle with writing. So it's like, well, okay, you're 15. We're not going to be going on and on about spelling. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you how to use your laptop to help you. Yeah. So how can you use speech to text? How can you get your laptop to read to you? Which apps might be useful on your phone? You know, assistive technology, which yeah, pens so can you things. get? So many how things. How do you know? How do you learn? Because I suppose you have to keep on top of things. Totally. So obviously... What are you doing? Reading the whole time? Reading webinars and friends, you know. You know, Jessica Bunn yeah, was yeah, a second yeah. before me and she's qualified to assess. So I rely on her a lot on, you know, up and coming um, things and discussing with, surrounding myself with people who are also doing this kind of thing and, yeah. and learning in, in different guidance, things yeah. but yeah definitely it's it's ongoing, ongoing and it's learning for you the whole completely. time um, I started a coaching course as well on res wellness and resilience again not really knowing when or where I'm going to use it yeah. um, just thinking maybe with my tutoring that will help me yeah. help children I've already skills. used tapped yeah. on things yeah. I might use it with adults I don't know um, but I think wellness and resilience is a big thing so huge it's, thing it's everything yeah. it's, it's, it's a good life Exactly. Your best life. Yeah. Wow, Claire, it's so interesting to hear. <laughs> really um, amazing what you're doing as well. Um, and Beth is really rewarding for you generally. Just have you forgotten all your traumas? It's, it's um, really strange because I thought sort of the first day that my colleagues went back to work and I, I thought it's going to be really strange. What a weird day. And it felt so normal. And really? that was weird in itself. You yeah. know, how normal. That's when you know it's right. Exactly. Yeah. And I might say things like, um, oh, what if, I, what if I don't make enough money or what if this? But the truth is, I don't feel it. Mm. I feel like it'll be fine, even though I don't really know because mm. it's very early days. Mm. I don't really know exactly how things are going to pan out. I feel very blessed. Lots of people have helped me with lots of different things. Lots of people helped me in terms of accounts, in terms of starting your business, in sort of policies, in, you know, in terms yeah. of tax. Lots of people around me in the know that I've managed to to ask for, for help, and that's been fantastic. Um, and I feel very at peace. Complete. I feel very at peace. I feel very me. You know, like I said, <laughs> my life has been turned around in three years. Yeah. You know, thinking of really where has. I was going to go. Um, but I do feel more me than ever. You and should be braver. very proud, proud, yes, and brave. So we've we've more or less come to the end. I've, I mean, we've heard all about it. Is there anything? I haven't stopped else? talking, have I? Sorry. No, but that's why I asked you to come because I see these things that you write on Facebook, and everybody can tap in. I go to work and I sit with Rosie, your cousin, and we. Did you see what Claire wrote? Yes. Didn't you just understand what she said about this, that, and the other? Yeah. We have these conversations all the time at work. Yeah. Um, and it's great actually that and, you're putting and, the, it out yeah. there. And don't never think that oh I'm rabbiting on at all because <laughs> it, it it really is effective and yeah. um and I really you know, didn't know when, where I was heading with that one the conversations with Claire to be honest yes. it's it's more therapeutic and yes, I, think it I enjoy therapeutic. it well I follow lots of therapeutic ones on Instagram yeah. which help me and sometimes I make comments but that's what you have become yeah and uh, <laughs> one of these people that people can tap into just for a bit of positivity so thank you from so many people I want to ask you one thing that I ask everyone who do you look up to and why oh goodness um to be honest I don't have one person because in different areas of my life I've looked up to so many people you know I think 
everyone is so amazing and everyone has like their own journey and I just um so you know in terms of work you know Jess I've looked yes. up to Jess because she's been sort of my mentor and really yeah. helped me with that yeah um I've had other friends who've done people who I've met who've done the same as me um my, my train at the gym you know she left her job and started so that sort of was inspiring as well because I thought I want to do that as well um so lots of lots of people but and anyone who's been on a hard journey and carried on to be honest and people yeah. who who are authentic I find that a very difficult sorry I'm not really answering it a very difficult question but I genuinely don't have just like this one, one person. person I really admire humanity at the same time I'm very disappointed sometimes with humanity but I really mm. admire when you see just people who do things out of love and do things out of passion and do things according to their values and that is what I aim to be and I see that everywhere you know I've had that like I said with Jess at work with my my coach um training with my yoga instructor with lots of people in lots of different Situations. areas and lots of people who I've seen who have also left their jobs and done this I've, I've kind of looked to, towards them and seen what they're doing and how they're feeling and it's had a big impact so wonderful well thank you so much for sharing your story with no, us thank you You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.